the DC experiment. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to the DC experiment. I'm Dennis. And I'm Caleb. And, uh, and this tonight is, you're this is the listening DC to... Tonight. Well, the tonight DC we're recording. experiment. Who knows when they're listening to it. That's right, sir. That's right. Okay, so today today was cool because uh, we got to talk with, and I chuckle, and the reason why I chuckle is we got to talk with Amy and Eric. Amy and Eric. From the House of Eilers. House of Eilers, yeah. And, uh, you know, she's got a big following on Instagram, and, and she's doesn't like the labels, but she's into minimalism and living intentionally. So we had this really cool interview oh, with her. great. But I chuckle because... You know, she's getting this email from this lady, my wife, who she doesn't know. Yeah, Kimberly's and one of her like, followers. Hey, right? my dad, my not my dad, my husband's got this podcast that he does, and I really like you. You want to be on it? <laughs> you know, and it all happened within a couple days. <laughs> they were brave enough to say sure. So they don't know us from anybody, yeah. and they come and do this, and I just really appreciate that. Oh, they did it. You guys are going to in for a real treat because they're 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 talking about intentional minimalism, and they don't necessarily like the label, but it's, you know, downsizing, decluttering, whatever you want to call it. So, um, you know, strap on, grab a notebook or something, because there are some really great tips in this interview. But before we get to it, I have one quick, quick dad joke. Dude, lay it on me. Let's is, get, let's I get it going. Was, I don't know. If, the moment you start cleaning out your vacuum cleaner, mm-hmm. you become a vacuum cleaner. Wow. That, my finger did that on accident, dude. Did it it really? just did it just by, by default. I, did, I didn't mean to hit that. Really? You didn't it mean just to hit happened. this one? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Or, or this one. No. No. Or this one. Okay. That's the one you meant to hit. That's the one I meant to hit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I meant it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to do that. So without further ado, <laughs> listen to uh, Amy and Eric yep. both. And uh, I just want to say thanks yep. for doing the interview, guys. House of Eilers. Yeah. Dot com. And you can check them out on Instagram as well. All right. Hey, um, Amy and Eric. Yeah. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. Good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good. Thank you for doing this interview, <laughs> by the way. And on such short notice. Yeah, no problem. We're excited. We're excited to be on. It's it's new for us to do um, something together like this in this realm of um, the internet. So crazy getting some time to ourselves, and we choose to do a random interview with something we've never done before. So. That's all right. It's a great way to spend your evening. Yeah, with two complete strangers that you have no idea who they are. They could be psychos, and so we appreciate your bravery. Yes, we do. I feel like this is a new sitcom that's going to go viral. <laughs> we hope it goes viral, actually. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Nice. <laughs> so, Amy and Eric, tell us, about, tell us about yourselves and what you guys do. Okay. Um, well, I am Amy, and um, this is Eric. We are married. We have four daughters, and um, basically, I just have an Instagram page that I've had for years, but it's just caught some momentum recently um, because I started um, going down the road of minimalism and Mm, it's just really resonated with a lot of people because I think a lot of people are looking for an easier way of life. And that's the only reason that really we went down that road. Uh, Describe minimalism. Okay. Minimalism to, well, I think it's different to so many people and I don't like the term minimalism because I feel like it's very, um, constrictive, but it's just a general term that people can kind of understand because it's so common. But for us, minimalism is, um, focusing on what's important Hmm. and then getting rid of, getting rid of the rest. That's like prioritizing. Yeah, I guess you could call it, you know, (laughs) direct focus on things or I guess a, another way to kind of think it is like downsizing, okay. but just kind of downsizing everything that you have around you to exemplify everything else. Just a more intentional, just a more intentional way of life, I guess. Cool. Yeah, no, see, I like that term intentional. And uh, th- when I started uh, kind of watching your videos, catching up on there, I could see that it's a lot of 
breaking it down, kind of simplifying life skills, as it were. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I've never really thought about that, but it is, it's a lot of life skills. It's like things like unloading the dishwasher. Cause that's just like an easy one. And when, and when I share it, people are like, I've never thought of that, but just like the life skill of unloading the dishwasher, how complicated some people make it. Right. And so just being, being intentional about how you use your dishwasher can change so much about your morning routine, your, your life throughout the day, how your home is kept up. And it's just things like that, that once, um, once you kind of get rid of all the, the physical clutter in your home, you can focus on the mental clutter. And so then you become more intentional. It's just a kind of a ripple effect. And that's what I just share on my page all the time. And I think that's what um, has really gotten the ball rolling with people is wanting just the simpler tasks throughout the day and how minimalism can get you there. So I know we're early in the interview, but I'm already super intrigued. Like there's a, there's a right way to unload my dishwasher. I like, I want to go watch your video right now. Where can a person find your Instagram? What's your Instagram? Sure. My Instagram is house of Eilers and Eilers is E I L E R S. Um, I'm it's just right on Instagram and specifically dishwash intentional dishwasher loading. It would be on my hacks highlight because I do get asked that one a lot. So, so Amy, no, no, uh, this is in no way like an offense uh, towards you or anything. So don't take it this way, but I'm watching a lot of your videos and I, I do a lot of questioning. Like I, I try to ponder a lot, like why is this resonating with so many people and why is this connecting? And then, and then Dennis and I talked about this like a couple weeks ago, like I think our society, and this is just my opinion, I'm not being judgmental listeners. I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of young people are probably connecting with it more because we're getting pushed out into the world and with no life skills. Like we're, we're, we, we're trained in school, you know, yes, we can add, we can subtract and do this stuff. But when we go out into the real world and it, and it was kind of funny, it reminded me, I don't know if you've seen the movie Step Brothers uh, with Will Ferrell mm-hmm. talking to his counselor <laughs> and he's yeah. like, he's like, what do I do when there's inclement weather? Like, what do I wear? for that like like do i take an umbrella yeah. you know what i mean like i think our culture mm-hmm. today is so um unprepared for the real world i think this is why it's resonating with like here here's how i got organized here's how i started uh getting control over my life and so that leads me to the question when I ask how do you how how do you strike the balance of not being controlling and actually trying to be intentional well I think that there's a trial and error with that, especially if, because we, we came into this, I was not a minimalist when neither of us were minimalist when we got married. Um, and we didn't start this journey until what, like three ish years ago, we moved, we moved and that's what triggered this all. Um, and I was, I had, I was not good at life skills. I was not good at meal planning. I was not good at loading my dishwasher or unloading it. I was not good at keeping a home. Um, my mom had tried to teach me those skills, but I had little interest. And I don't know, like we were, we grew up on the cusp of like the internet. Like we, I remember when like the internet was like in your living room, but we were, I was in like late elementary school when we got like that first computer. And I kind of wonder if, the distraction of that and cable TV was, was where we lost the connection in getting those life skills. Oh, that makes total sense. um, Yeah, I agree. Like you, we just got bombarded with all the technology and all mm -hmm. of the, all of the uh, conveniences. We stopped how to actually learn how to live life. Mm -hmm. I think it's ironic because she, you know, keeps mentioning life skills, but life is kind of the thing that threw us into this in the first place. You know, we went from a, dual income household to when we moved, we took a risk of going to a single income household and decided Amy's going to, you know, her job is, I hate to say that, but you know, her domain is the house and my domain is outside for my work. And really she was, like you said, intentional. And at the time, like if, if we go back to the whole thing, like she was eight months pregnant when we moved, she, she is incredible. Like literally packed an entire house, loaded an entire house, moved an entire family while I was working, you know, hours away, living in a hotel, like Mm. crazy. And we had to learn how to do things that would benefit our lifestyle. 
but at the same time benefit our home and make life easier on us because we didn't put ourselves in an easy situation mm-hmm. but looking back we wouldn't change anything yeah. and you know, it went from there to, you know, my kind of lifestyle change and shift into being intentional about being intentional about my days because it wasn't always this easy. It wasn't always yeah. that she had these ideas. Yeah. But I started getting kind of like while we were on your show, I started getting into podcasts and motivation and things because life comes at you from crazy angles and you got to be prepared for everything. And she wanted to make things easier on me and the family so it's crazy how it all came about yeah no that's that's amazing and so it was so it was the move and then trying to simplify Mm -hmm. um during the moving that made you guys kind of reevaluate reexamine what's really important Mm -hmm. what are my priorities how can we simplify our life to to uh you know be more intentional and to enjoy our lives more instead of being totally overwhelmed and stressed out is that right Mm yeah yeah yeah, definitely. And so that started like three years ago. So it wasn't actually having the kid because this was what kid number four you were pregnant with. Um, kid number three at the time. So we had we had a three year old and a one year old, and I was pregnant. And um, and I knew transferring from a working mom to a stay at home mom was going to be a major shift. Let alone moving three hours away and having no family support. Like we moved, and I knew one person in the town that we moved to. And so I knew I had no support and I was about to have her third child. Yeah, that's So tough. it was like, I had, yeah, I was like, I have to figure this out or I will drown. Like I will officially drown with three kids and a home full of things and like no support. And so I just knew I had to try to like get, I had to figure out how to be a mom. Like, a, because I, at, before that I was really, um, I was just busy. I was busy with busy work, busy with parenting and working like I didn't have time to focus on our home. Right. So I what, guess if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. What was your first step, Amy? Like, you're like, okay, I'm going to start getting rid of all this stuff. Like, what was your first step uh, in starting this journey? Sure. The first step was, holy cow, Eric's working three hours away for a month. And I had to get our home ready to put on the market, sell it, mm-hmm. buy a new home, and then pack everything up. Um, and we had lived in that home for eight years, I think. So there was eight years worth of things in that (laughs) home because I liked to avoid decisions and there was eight years worth of, um, avoided decisions sitting in that home. So it was very overwhelming. And I, when I did it, I said, I'm never, I'm never doing this again. I am never packing up eight years worth of things again. So when we went to get ready to move, I literally got rid of as much as I could. Hmm. Well, and that was kind of what triggered it all. Yeah, and and tell me what was your um, sense of your emotional state when you started to get rid of that and you started to see more oh, yeah. space and how that how that make you feel? Well, at first it was super overwhelming at first because you're looking at there was so much emotion tied to so many things. Like so, I kept every gift that anyone had ever given me. Like I kept because the guilt of I, I thought the guilt of getting rid of that item would like hurt that person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, that really, especially from like certain family members, I would just hold on to things, even if it like, I didn't like it, I never would never use it. Right. But it just, I had a whole shelf in the basement, our basement storage that was just like unwanted gifts. And the day I was like, I'm not moving these because I don't want them. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I boxed them all up and I, got rid of them. And the moment they were out of my hands, it was like this relief washed over me. Mm. And I was you... like, they, they hold no power. Like, why didn't I do that sooner? They held so much power in the guilt sitting on that shelf for years. And the moment they were out of my possession, I was like free. How did you disconnect so the emotional the attachment? Um, I, well, because I just kind of had to, I, it, I had, it was like a bandaid because I, I wasn't going to take them along with mm. the move. I didn't want to bring the negativity with it, like into the new home, if that makes Got sense. It, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it's it's just tore it off. Just, yeah. It's, it's basically like prioritizing. Yeah. Look, I've got uh, these kids I need to take care of. Yeah. I've got a house I need to organize. These just don't rank, rank high enough yes. in my emotional bank to, to deal with it. That's You're gone. Yeah. You're gone. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and so after you did that, what was your next step uh, that you did? So, like, you kind of got a taste of some freedom there. And that that's another thing that blows me away. Is it is, it's, it's changing how we think. You know, like, our culture is about mm-hmm. stuff, and we are very materialistic here in the United States. Like, it's like, get this, and then you'll be happy, and then get this, and this. And we surround ourselves with this stuff. But I don't think people realize that we are in bondage to our things because yeah. they take our time away. They take our energy yeah. and then they also uh, take emotions away from us too. And so changing your mindset, like what was the progression of that for you? Well, and I would, I think I want to hear Eric's opinion on this because for me, I didn't realize how much my stuff affected our marriage. Mm. Um, and I, because I was so um, deep in consumerism at that point, like, we would just, we would go to Target for like toothpaste and I would like see all the items in the $5 section. And I was like, I, I need this. I need this. I need this. And to him as the primary breadwinner, it was this, it was a constant fight with us. And it was this stress of him being like, I, I want, like he had um, financial goals for us and for our future, you know, we're saving for retirement and all these things. And he's like, I can't keep buying you $5 items because they add up and that's taking away from our future. And I would get mad. I'm like, it's just $5. And I was so blinded by it. But from then to now, like, I would like to hear your opinion on that. We would too. (laughs) Since you're here. (laughs) Totally. I'm, I'm typically frugal by nature. Yeah. You know, when we first got married, I, you know, I wasn't. And it was, I got to buy a new pair of shoes and a new pair of clothes. But you know, no offense to any like any stores or anything, but we were we were buying based off of price uh, instead of based off of like quality. So, you know, we looked when we moved and how much money that we had yes. overspent and not necessarily wasted because it was good for the two times I wore that shirt or that one time I looked really cool in those sweatpants walking outside to get my mail. But, <laughs> you know, That's awesome. Outside of that, well, it was when we emptied out our closet at that house. It was eight eight and we just finished up close weeks for my challenge that's going on right now but we eric and i when we got ready to move we packed up eight garbage bags of clothes out of that closet that was before we moved do you remember that wow i wasn't home so no i give no you were it was all lined in the hallway it was so bad eight garbage bags of clothes it was figuring out that only going to have one income and what what did we want for our future and what was our goal so i know we're kind of jumping ahead um you know to what we want to you know maybe talk about but with like finances and things is this all kind of ties back to moving simplifying and where do you want to go mm-hmm. and where we wanted to go was we wanted to have family time and was clothes or monetary things going to do that for us? Yeah. No, that only distracts from what we wanted to do. We knew that we were going to be on one income, so we had to figure out how we can make this work. Um, and then really was that, you know, the favored $5, you know, Starbucks for each of us, you know, once or twice a week, you know, you add that up over time and mm-hmm. that money could be going into somewhere else. It could go into, you know, a kid's, uh, a kid's school fund or a retirement fund or, you know, paying off some extra debt. And that's really what we got to. And that's what this allowed us to do is cleaning out a closet, I guess we'll say, was kind of cleaning out what wasn't important anymore to mm-hmm. focus on what really was important moving forward. So how did you two as a couple bridge that gap? Like, how did you, how did that discussion take place? Like, did somebody say, look, we need to sit down. We need to, we need to conquer this together. How, how did that happen? Yeah. So we, I guess it was kind of, you know, talking through the phone and she's telling me I'm getting <laughs> rid of so much stuff. I have nowhere to go. I can't believe we have this. What did we just do? And I'm like, Hey, we'll be fine. Just get up here. Come move into this house that you've never seen before, except through like video call and you'll be happy. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Well, and you were like, just, <laughs> you, you were very much like, just get rid of it. Cause I think he was already on the other side of our move. So he was like, he's, he was like living the future while I was still stuck in the past. Hmm. So he was like, he didn't have to face any of it. Like I literally, he came, he came home after like I had gotten rid of everything, everything like right before the movers came and he was like, 
oh, there's, you literally got rid of like our entire basement worth of stuff. And I was like, it's literally gone. But you didn't have, you were like, it's like, just get here. It's going to be okay. It's going to be better. Just get here, get rid of whatever you have to get rid of. Hmm. And, um, and that worked out. But then the, the issue came up after we had moved and I wanted to keep like simplifying because I got almost like addicted to it in the beginning. Um, and Eric was like, stop, stop. You're getting rid of too much stuff. And then I think we had to pump the brakes a little bit hmm. as a couple um, and, and establish healthy boundaries then. So you went from like materialistic addiction, needing stuff to then turning that yeah. addiction into getting rid of stuff. I absolutely did. Wow. That's, um, that's quite a and that, that it, and it became like, it was almost like an, an addiction of now I have to keep getting rid of things, keep getting rid of things. And then it kind of became a problem. And then I started to realize I have to, I was so addicted to materialism. Now I've just replaced that addiction. I need to find something healthier. And I kind of sat with it for a while. Um, and I know we've talked, um, well, we've talked about the going simple challenge. Um, one of the things that started out of all that then was I put some of that energy towards my um, Instagram account and just showing stuff. And then the engagement that happened there kind of replaced it somewhat. But then also I started um, opening up just time in my day instead of um, decluttering. I started just doing um, Bible studies and things like that, which I hadn't done in years, mm. like years. I hadn't focused on my faith or our faith. And it just kind of opened up like my new relationship, my kind of like rebirth in my Christianity. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Uh, talk a little bit more about that. Like how much of a role did your faith play in this whole uh, moving transition? So, and this is good. I feel like this is going to sound so bad to say, but my faith played little and it's really kind of sad to look back on. Um, because I was so distracted by everything else, there wasn't a lot of, I mean, we took faith in, in the terms of like us taking the leap and moving across, you know, we were like, it's all in God's hands. He wouldn't put us somewhere that we don't want to be, mm -hmm. but I didn't, I didn't, um, like pray on it regularly. Um, I wasn't, I, I just didn't have like, I wasn't like leaning on God enough. I was just leaning on like the, the tasks I had to do. Um, but then once I got to the other side, I sat there and I was like, now what? And I was just kind of, I felt really empty. And then from that point forward, I kind of just was like, I'm going to pick up a devotional book. And then I started filling my time with that. And then I realized, whoa, this should have been priority one all along. Mm. You see, um, and then, yeah, that's how I kind of had like a rebirth of faith through it all. Well, no, see, to me, this is probably the most fascinating part of the whole, the whole thing, because I believe that everything is spiritual. Like we, mm -hmm. like everything is connected spiritually. And so the fact that it took getting rid of uh, clutter and getting rid of stuff and simplifying your life actually opened up a channel to reconnect mm -hmm. in your spiritual life. And so to me, like, what does that tell you? That tells you that, that we get distracted. We live in a world, whether it's purposeful or not, purposely distracted by things and stuff instead yeah. of helping us focus on what is important in our spiritual, our physical, and our mental lives. And so it, that's huge that I think everybody should to listen to that and, and hear that to, to reconnect spiritually. We need to start cleaning out the, the junk in our hearts, the junk in our lives, the stuff that's not important because it's going to do a stair-step effect of making us better human beings in the end. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy if you look at it. like, And I hate to say it, but it was almost like we kept kept sweeping it under the rug if we're going to stick to kind of the simplifying here. We kept sweeping things away. We kept passing it away. Is that a dad joke? <laughs> <laughs> we love dad jokes. Those are fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it under the rug. And, you know, it's, it's really when you have less that you realize how much he gives you and provides for you and yeah. what you really have. And oh, that's awesome. You know, we we completely tuned out everything that had we had and we were, you know, what's next or, you know, what is he gonna do for us? How are we gonna make this work? How like and now we look at it and you know, we, we continue to put ourselves in tough situations yeah. in life, but 
<laughs> it's the better where we're at, where we want to go, what we want to do. And, and now instead of asking like, what's next? Like it's just trust what God's been putting yeah, in you. And some, yeah. Trust what's here. Trust what's now live in the moment because, you know, obviously we can see what's happening in the world around us, but there's good to come out of it. You just need to seek it out and everything that you need is right in front of you. It's just up to you to yeah. open your eyes and see what it is and take off the blinders because it's there. Everything I love that. You need, every surprise, every miracle, every, everything. Yeah. You just you mm-hmm. need to embrace it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. No. And Eric, how has this um, impacted your, your guys's marriage in the last three years? <laughs> She, I'm looking at her right now, and she's just got this big old <laughs> smile. Like, what are you going to answer to this yeah. one? Let me yeah. hear it. So, <laughs> um, it's, it's allowed us to, you know, we've been married for, it'll be going on eight years. No, we're already eight years. Yeah, eight years already. So, we're going on nine. That's awesome. You know, next September. And there's, just like any marriage in a relationship, like, you have your ups and your downs, you you come closer, you drift away, but moving greater distances brought us closer together because you, when you have to rely on somebody, you need to rely on them for everything. Mm-hmm. And we each understand not what our role is because we don't play specific roles like in our lives because we're, we're here for our kids, which, you know, obviously you, you have to prioritize the kids, but you got to put your faith first family mm-hmm. and you know your your finances so yeah those are the things that we kind of stuck to and it really took each of us to evaluate and didn't like when you ask that question it's just a million things go through my mind because it wasn't anything specifically about our marriage it was us finding ourselves that brought us closer together to find a better relationship together you know we both went our soul like ways Hers was doing devotionals in the morning, like when she woke up. Mine was looking at, you know, my fitness at the time and getting intentional with my time and waking up before the kids went to school so I could clear my head. I could, you know, get some testosterone out and go to the gym and I would come home happier and (laughs) more excited for like my family. And it sounds really bad, but it did. It allowed me to, you know, have a renewed focus on us. Mm-hmm. and it's brought us closer together and just like any couple it's it's work if it's not work you're not doing it right and I, it, it's crazy you gotta trust each other you, you got married for a reason and you have to work through the tough times for all the good times because that person's one that's always going to be there for you yeah exactly do, do you feel like did you ever have a time in this process where it was just like where you were overwhelmed with it too, or did or was did it seem like Amy was being controlling, or was there anything there that you're like? They <laughs> <laughs> chuckle. That's great. You know how how, 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 did, how did that go? We're supposed to be through this time. I mean, <laughs> still going. Still on, going. I, still, I still come home and I say, mm-hmm. "Why you keep you just keep moving things from point A to point B and then from point yeah. B to point A and literally just to move things around." But, you know, it's it's made my life easier with her getting into this. And, you know, I think she's got a really great thing that she's been working on. And I'm proud of her and happy to see that she's pursuing something that she's passionate about because that's always been one of the hurdles of our marriage and relationship was the indecisiveness and indecision to do what she wanted to do mm. and to go after it. Nice. And now she's, I'll say there's a little coaxing that went on in the, in the background, but she's taken some big leaps within the last 30, 60 days. And I think we haven't even scratched the surface. So proud of her. That's great. It sounds like you've been really encouraging in that process. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. So did you, did you see an opportunity? Eric is what is kind of what I'm asking. Cause it's like, okay, I see you've got this mindset now of getting rid of things, getting rid of stuff. Let's see if I can kind of harness some of that energy towards finances. Did that yeah, happen? So I've, I've always been big on finances and some of the lessons that I've, I've taken from, you know, other things that I've gotten myself involved with was 
you need to have a, a structure and a goal. And really it came down to, I think it was two years ago um, from a podcast I listened to was to create a date night with your spouse and be intentional of the time that you have, you know, you set aside time for each of your kids. You talk about what you want to do, but you talk about each other and where you two want to go before you have fun and enjoy your date night, get the work out of the way mm. and then you can play. So we That's wrote awesome. down a vision board and it was on a scratch piece of paper with some, you know, colors here and there at a restaurant. I think there was a baby next to us. Probably there was crying, a newborn. Yeah. A newborn crying. And I think we we're at a Texas roadhouse. I was for... nursing the baby <laughs> at a Texas roadhouse. Wow. Yeah. Moving to a happier home because we weren't satisfied with where we were. We wanted to pay off some debt. We wanted to be debt free. You know, we both had fitness goals that we wanted to do. And yeah, that's that's kind of what did it was mm -hmm. writing down what you want to do because you hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. Well, and making the time for you and I to even have that conversation because before any of this, like we did not live an intentional marriage at all. Hmm. I don't think. Do you? No, I don't. You I don't think there's, it was just always on a whim. Yeah, we were just this, like, yeah. This. And now we, we think about what we spend. We think about what we do on a day. We try to plan our day. We, we ask think the about kids what, we, what they want to yeah. do because we want to make them happy and seeing their joy obviously brings joy. And to give us them and, experiences. And mm. we'd rather have experiences than things now because yeah. those experiences and those pictures that we'll have and those memories are going to yeah. continue. Whereas that toy that they got for Christmas or at target one day or whatever, you know, it's unwrapped and thrown in the corner and in the garbage because I stepped on it like a Lego on a foot. We all know how well that feels. So <laughs> right. it goes in the garbage and then it's gone out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So like you're mm. prioritizing that relationships are what holds value mm -hmm. in this world and not things. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. And that's Definitely. worth investing in and, and pushing well, towards. And so, I like I like how you guys use the word intent again, intentional, right? And not only are you intentional about uh, the housekeeping, you're intentional about your finances, you're intentional about your relationships. I think that's one thing that I think a lot of people just fly by the seat of their pants when it comes to things like that. Yep. Um, you know, their marriage or their kids, and they're just like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna do and and mm -hmm. we'll say things and do things, and we'll we'll take it as it comes. But uh, do you, I mean, do you have any like? practical steps for maybe a couple or a married couple or early and they have kids or whatever and, and they want to start to become intentional what would be something that they could do to, to get that process going you want to take that one or you don't need to i don't it's up to you yeah you okay. can, well i think for us it was just like taking the time to have a conversation about it like even with parenting gosh, I feel like we had a child and we were so clueless. I mean, everybody mm. kind of is, but yeah. I was like, I didn't even decide what kind of mom, like not what kind of mom I wanted to be, but like how we wanted to parent. Like we never had a full conversation about that before having a kid, which is, I feel like so bad, but you just have to have the conversations like you have. And, and it's weird. Cause I feel like a lot of people in today's society like can't have those hard conversations mm, yeah. like avoidance, avoidance, avoidance. Right. I'm going to pick up my phone. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to run to Kohl's or target, you know, like there's so many things that people do instead of having hard conversations. Oh, it's easy. There's so the many TV, distractions. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. yeah. But and I think that's the main thing. Like you just have to have a conversation, whether it's about like, Hey, let's clean out our closet or whether it's about like, Hey, what are we, what do we you know, we're noticing this issue with a child or, you know, you and I haven't been on the same wavelength lately. Like, let's have a conversation. So how often do you guys have um, a conversation or like a family meeting with your kids? And how often do you have like a meeting with each other? And, and then, Eric, I want to know what this vision board is. So I'm, I'll say that we have every every day at, we have dinner almost every night together as a family. And while it's not formal, every, we asked the girls every single night, Eric came up with this, tell me something that you today that you liked, loved and learned. Mm. And the girls each have to say that. And nice. just like conversation evolves from that. And it might not be, you know, super intentional in terms of like, we're having a family meeting, 
but we're all sitting there together. We're connecting. We don't allow phones at the table. There's no TV on. Um, and that in itself, I feel like is, it's a meeting point every day. It's, it's a normal rhythm. The girls can rely on it for that connection. And I feel like that would be, you know, we do that every day. Yeah. And like she mentioned, like the, the small things, because there's, there's no electronics when we eat dinner, you know, we let the girls, it's, it's, if you ever eat a dinner with us, you'll probably laugh because, you know, normally you say one prayer at dinner time. Our family's a little different. We say two prayers before, one prayer after, and then each kid normally says another one in between. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. We let, we let them lead because they feel important and empowered that, you know, they can lead prayer. And, you know, sometimes they'll, everybody, you know, hold hands or we'll do it individually. And it's giving them those small little things that. Yeah, that or, they or they'll do. fold their hands or they'll put their hands up. They have, it's just, yeah, they always pick something else. But. Nice. Well, I, I think that's huge. And so, Eric, tell me what is the vision board that you're talking about that you guys did? So we, like you meant, like we talked about, like we didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know where we wanted to go. Like and a podcast. There's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly like that. Well, you <laughs> know what? We're. Yeah, no, go ahead. It's a. Uh, so the vision board was something that we wanted to do because we had, we had to have goals. We couldn't just keep saying, all right, this month we got to pay bills. We got to buy clothes. We got to do this and that. No, because, you know, we wanted to look at our finances. So literally I pulled, I think it was two months worth of our finances and every single penny we went from our bank account. And if you pull that, it almost makes you sick to your stomach to find out where you're spending excess money and what you could be doing to put your money to work for you. Hmm. So that's what put finances on our board to get debt free. You know, we utilize that to use the snowball effect in which you pay off your smallest debt and add that to your next biggest bill. And eventually you're going to start cleaning things out. And it's Dave not that Ramsey, it's the man. goal. <laughs> yeah. So it was a little, little Dave Ramsey there. So we had a little bit of a twist, you know, we, we also took like our, our like returns and things and we wanted to pay debt. So, you know, go and pay that there versus spending, you know, hundred dollars on toys for the kids or, you know, whatever it is, you know, we don't want to spend foolishly because one, we have one income and then. Well, and it wasn't something that we just established once, like for this, for the, these kinds of goals, it was, we wrote them all down and you didn't, you put them in note, the phone notes. And then we had, one of the goals was to have a date night once a month and we would revisit the goal board every month or mm. the, the notes in our okay. phone. Nice. And so, nice. and so, yeah, every month we would have a meeting and just um, the two of you, right? Well, a, a date night. Yeah, it would be a date night, but we would like the, at the beginning of date night, we'd open up the notes app and we'd say, we'd we'd check it off this one this one oh we didn't do this one yet um and so it was like one once a month we would re-meet for a date night which in turn we like we got a date night so hello with four kids like every you need a date night yeah right but but we would we would also have that conversation so that way we had to have that conversation once a month and revisit the goals and i think the important thing as she mentioned is you can use like use the electronic version if you want to so you can both share it yeah but write it down yeah because you're, when you write something down, you hold yourself accountable to it. And that was the big thing that we did. We used pen to paper well, and but, it makes us stick to it. And the year before that, we had made a goal board on a piece of paper and we pinned it in our closet. And then we didn't accomplish any of those goals that year because oh. we never sat down and revisited that piece of paper. It just hung in the closet. And like, yeah, we saw it every day, but we never talked about it. Mm. And I never even kind of thought about that. But we, ne I don't think we made any of those goals that year. Wow. But this year we've made a ton of goals already. So even uh, though it's 2020, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's awesome. So would you, and this for both of you. So would both of you say like setting your goals or having goals is important uh, in your in your marriage and in your financial life and in your uh, house life? I think goals have become everything for us. Where before we had the like. Well, you had goals. I don't. I was a. I was just floating around. I had no goals. But yeah, and I think you, you each got to have your individual goals, because I can't. What she wants to do, I can't make happen. 
what I want to do, she can't make happen. Yeah. And then you have to have your marriage goals, like goals that you're going to pursue together because you have to work off each other on your individual goals for encouragement and, you know, faith and trust and what you're doing in your process. Yeah. And I do, I want to add to that because when I started doing all of this, like minimalism stuff and I was getting up in the morning and I was doing devotionals um, and I, and I wanted to see like a change in Eric. And I know a lot of women have this um, when they start going down this road and they're like, my husband's not on board. My husband's not on board. Um, you can't make your husband get on board. And mm-hmm. I realized that. And so I just prayed on it and I just was like, be the change. I'm going to do in myself what I want to see in him. And I prayed on it and I prayed on it. And then one day he was like, I'm getting a gym membership. I'm just going to go to the gym every morning. I think I just, that would be good for me. And it's, it's been like for him, what I've seen as a, like, I've told him this so many times, the, the last two years, there's been so much change in him towards just like his drive. Um, not even like he's always had a career drive, but his drive just to give to himself because he gives to everybody else always that I, he's never been more attractive to me than he has been the last two years. Like I've loved him so much more just because I see him wanting to do better for himself. Um, it's just been pretty amazing to see. Oh, that's great. You know, I know there's, there, there's a tendency as men to, you know, we give, we give, we give, and we don't, we don't take time for ourselves. We, we sacrifice and we say, Oh, I'll give up what I want. Uh, and, and I won't do anything for myself because I'm always thinking of my kids. I'm always thinking of my wife. But I, there, there was a phrase that I heard once, and it really hit me in the face. It was, you know, you can't give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not going to have enough to give my kids or my wife. And so, I, you know, I think, I think dads and husbands, we, we do. We need to, at some point, we, we have to take care of ourselves health-wise, mental health-wise, emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can be the best husbands and fathers that we can be. For sure. So last question here, and then we'll kind of wrap stuff up. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I might have one too. (laughs) You you might have one too. Um, How has this impacted you as parents? Amy, you go first. Um, I feel like I am a totally different parent than I was. Um, I still have the same triggers because I think that's ingrained of us as like who we are. Um, But how I handle myself, I feel like when I'm triggered in parenting is different. Um, like there, there's so many different kinds of parenting and I'm not one to pick a specific way to do anything. Like I love to like make a salad. So like I'll put in, um, I love like Montessori parenting. There's so many good aspects in that. Um, I love gentle parenting. Um, but at the same time, like I love eighties parenting. So (laughs) I just like to do so many different things with it, but I just feel like how I've reacted as a parent has become so different. Um, and I've held myself to a higher standard because I, um, see, I just have more patience and more, like, I just feel like there's more time to be able to invest in parenting now that I have less stuff, less stuff to worry about. Yeah. You would say that that would be because of the intentional minimalism. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. So, yeah, that makes sense. So the less stuff you have taking your time and distracting you, you can take that time and energy that you'd put towards stuff and put that towards your kids. Yep. And towards my faith as well. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. And and also like just remember, like keeping myself in the word regularly has helped so much to remember, like I am so imperfect and I get so much grace. And that I need to give that. Mm, to, I love that. To right. my kids in return. Yep. And then for you, uh, Eric, how, how has this uh, impacted you as a father? It's driven me to be present in every aspect when I'm at home. So, yeah, you know, my days are jam-packed you know it normally starts around 5 6 going to work i try to go to work before the kids get up or, i'm sorry excuse me i go to the gym before the kids get up so i get home i can spend time with the kids when they're awake for you know hour hour and a half two hours whatever it is go to work come home put them to bed so for me it's really embracing that time with them because i don't have all that time and previously mm-hmm. you know it was 
you know, do this, do this, do this, and not really looking at what they're doing. Like, hey, you're learning, you're doing this as a kid, you're, you know, you don't know how to act through your emotions, you don't know how to feel it. And some of that comes from Amy, too, because let's be frank and honest, she is way, way, way more patient than I could ever imagine <laughs> or pray to be. But yep. I, you know, I've learned from her and found my own faults. But when I'm at home, you know, I'm a, I'm a girl dad. I got to embrace everything. I got to get my nails painted. I got to wear bullets in my hair. <laughs> that's great. Because that's, great. that's awesome. Remember. Previously, it was, nope, I'm not doing that. Find your mom, find your doll, find the toy. <laughs> and now it's, what, what's it going to hurt? You know, what are they going to remember? And that's what I want mm. them to do is, you know, mom and dad were present. Mom and dad were there throughout my whole childhood. Yeah. So. Right. And I don't think we'll ever, any of us will be perfect parents, but the fact that you're there and the kids see you trying is huge and that will yeah. stay with them for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you guys have, is it, I don't want to, I hope we're not like skipping a whole bunch of stuff. You guys probably have a ton of content. Um, I, but I, I've heard really great things about this five step challenge. Am I saying it right? Uh, yes, the going simple challenge. Going yes, simple that I challenge. have running. So, so tell yeah. us about that. I mean, that's that makes me very, very curious. Yeah, um, I think it was two years ago. I just was like, I'm just gonna just do one room a week. Um, in I, you guys might not, your guys, your dads, you might not know much about this, but in the world of being a mother, there is like social media pressure, and um. A lot of that, like there's a, like you can find an account for anything you want. And when I started going into minimalism, I found so many accounts that were very inspiring and they would run challenges, but the challenges were like power hour. Like let's knock through this. You have to do like this, like three rooms in a week and you have to like get them all done. And I would feel so overwhelmed by them. Like you want to do the challenge, you want to have success, Mm -hmm. but you would like, you'd bum out your husband you would have no time to spend with your kids. You'd get really stressed out in the process. And I was like, that's not how, that's the opposite of what you should be getting out of minimalism. So I started this challenge where it's one room a week. Um, It's you, you make progress, but then you stop and you take time for your family, like get outside, take your kids on a walk. Like your closet doesn't need your attention right now. Your child does. Like Mm -hmm. if you're trying to declutter your kitchen, and your baby's on the floor pulling everything out of the cabinet, that's okay. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They're a baby. Like, don't get frustrated with that. Embrace it instead. Mm. And that way, when you're on the other end of this challenge, first of all, you didn't give up because you were overwhelmed. You finished it because you let life happen in the process. And second of all, like, you won't feel lost like I felt initially when I went through minimalism. I got, Mm. you know, I went through, I had every room done, and then I was like, now what? along the way of this challenge, you'll, you'll build in those pockets of opportunity for faith, for, um, maybe physical health or family, whatever you're looking to get at the end of it. Mm, Nice. Well, I like that too, of breaking it down into little bite size, uh, activities. So they're five steps though. Yep. It's, it's five. So it's five weeks, one room a week. Um, this year, we are adding on a surprise sixth week. So I'm not saying what the week six is because the other five weeks, they're all posted on my blog. Um, They're there all the time so that if someone can't do the challenge now, um, three months from now, they can do it on their own if they want. Um, But week six will not be announced or posted until we get to week six. And we just are starting week four on Monday. So, okay. So, so how would a person go about getting information for that if they wanted to try it or get get on board with you? Sure. I'm, I'm running the challenge, um, on my Instagram all the time. Otherwise my website, house of Um, it's right on my website. You can find all the challenge weeks there. Okay. House of And that's E I it's E I L E R S E I L E R S. Okay. Yes. House of Okay. Fun. Well, I want to, um, I just want to say this or encourage you guys, like, it, it, it's encouraging to me to hear uh, a couple trying to 
show up and do their best. Like it, to me, Dennis and I have said this a lot. The foundation of a healthy society is a healthy family. Yep. And uh, yeah. a family that you know prays together and works together. That you're impacting not only your immediate uh, island, but you're impacting the, your community, whether you know it or not. And you're impacting the country, and you're impacting the world with what you're doing. And so, it's encouraging to me to talk to couples like you and families like you and uh, I just want to encourage you to keep going and uh, I want to thank you for doing this podcast <laughs> with total strangers yeah, on right. such a short notice <laughs> uh, you guys yeah, are amazing yeah, <laughs> amazing no, my are... wife loves you so uh, thank you so much for for being on the podcast Eric and Amy and uh, we will talk with you guys uh, later on yeah sounds good yeah thanks for having us on And we're back. Back from the interview. Yeah. That it, was really great. Dude, it, it was awesome. I'm sure they had a whole lot more to say. I mean, we only had, you know, 40 some odd minutes to talk to them. I feel like they're, we could have spent hours with yeah. them. Yeah. And, and like, like I said before, the encouraging thing to me is knowing that there are other couples out there, mm. other families out there that are trying, you know, yeah. they're not perfect. They right. don't have the, all the answers and, and we're all just kind of winging it just yeah. like all of us. But they're trying, right. and they're sharing. Like, here's some things we're trying. Here's things that are working for us that might work for you. And and it's cool because if we can, as a, I don't know, a society, kind of come together and be like, hey, let's all do our best to show up and do our best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you absolutely. know, then it's gonna start having this ripple effect. And I'm like super optimistic about our future. Yeah, as a country, as a group of people, you know, like we can all learn from each other and that's that's why i'm thankful that they did the interview and talked with us isn't the internet wonderful it's amazing we can talk these to people, people from, that you can meet from wisconsin <laughs> is that where they're from i'm pretty sure it's from wisconsin yeah oh yeah oh don't you know okay golly gee <laughs> willikers <laughs> no i'm sorry we don't mean we're not making fun of them we're no, no no we, no uh -uh. no way we wouldn't do that. no we wouldn't do no, that they're, they're wonderful they're, no they're, they're, they're no seriously they're amazing people we're um, just just we're just crazy, and we don't know what we're doing. No, this we don't. experiment. But the cool thing is, we got these incredible people on our podcast on our show. Yeah, they said yes. They said yes. That's amazing. They're not just famous. <laughs> they're they're in, famous. in in famous. They're more than famous. <laughs> uh, yeah, look that up if you don't know what that is. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, for all of our listeners out there, thank you for listening. Um, yeah. go to our website. Um. Email us, check out the House of Eilers. House of Eilers. And um, let us know what you thought. And yeah. you can keep the conversation going. You hey, know, be interactive. One we love quick hearing thing. from you. Would you please share this podcast? Like, share it on your socials. Share just, you know, pass it around to your friends. Give a little blurb. Say, hey, listen to these guys. They're kind of funny. I love that. Do or us whatever. a favor. Everybody's got Facebook, right? I would guess. Our, our 25 to 30 listeners, go ahead and just put this on your Facebook page. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I know oh, it's more than that, but our our analytics say it. You know, we're up to like thirty two thousand. No, thirty two hundred. Yeah, yeah, thousand would be amazing. But um, so yeah, share on your socials. Yep. Share us on your networks. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, we'll uh, you guys have fun being learning how to be minimalists, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Have a great week, the folks. DC experiment. Your son's voice is so cute. Kind of.